Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to this week's episode. I hope that you guys are staying healthy, both physically and mentally during, you know, all that's going on in this world right now. Um, But before I get into this week's episode, shout out to the hilarious messages that I received in response to last week's episode about the worst dates that I've ever been on. If you haven't listened yet, pause this and go listen to that one. It was hilarious. Um, But I got some hilarious messages uh, about some horrible dates that other people have gone on. So I'm glad that I am not alone and that I'm not the only one. (laughs) Um, But um, before I jump into the topic for this week, I just wanted to give some quick tips as I know we are all navigating a really challenging and unprecedented time. Um, Some of us, we are taking this day by day, others of us literally minute by minute. Um, So just remember that it's not a race to see who can be most productive during this time. This is about you and me and us learning how to navigate through these difficult times and figuring out how to show up for ourselves. So here are some ways that I've been trying to show up for myself. I would love to hear um, how you guys have been trying to show up for yourselves as well. Um, Number one, so I have tried to find some ways to celebrate uh, the things that I'm able to accomplish during the week. So for example, on Friday, I wrote down all the things that I've accomplished this that past week. And I told myself that I was so proud of myself. Um, and those things range from cleaning the kitchen to not beating myself up for binge watching a show all day, um, to catching up with a few friends and just being on FaceTime most of the day. So nothing monumental, but all things that I accomplished and that I felt deserved to be celebrated. And honestly, anything that you're able to get done right now deserves a round of applause. Even if it's just you getting out of bed, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Keep giving yourself grace because we are all going through it right now. And don't forget to tell yourself that you're proud of yourself um, because this is all new. This is all uncharted territory for us. And so we're all showing up in different ways and that's okay. But don't forget to find ways to celebrate yourself and to just be proud of yourself. Number two. So I have been finding it very helpful to save some special activities for the weekend um, so that my weekends feel different than my weekdays. Um, so those of you who, if you're single or you're, you know, you live by yourself and you're working from home you, and I'm in a one bedroom apartment. So like there are literally two rooms in my apartment, my bedroom and my like living room kitchen area. <laughs> and so for me, it's like, okay, all my weekend and my weekdays are all spent on my couch. So I have been finding ways to, um, save some special activities for the weekend. But also one thing that I realized is I was talking to a friend and she brought to my attention the fact that one of the most devastating things about this pandemic, aside from the obvious of people's health being compromised and social distancing, which are both really, really tough. um, But she brought to my attention that this virus has robbed us of the opportunity to look forward to things. 
So for those of us that were looking forward to an amazing summer filled with beach days, you know, we honestly, we don't know what's going to happen with, with our summertime. For those of us who've been looking, who were looking forward to a certain concert with all of your favorite singers from the early 2000s so you could live your best nostalgic middle school dream, aka the Millennium Tour, <laughs> me. Me, it's me. I was looking forward to it. <laughs> I was so looking forward to that concert and it's gotten rescheduled once. It's supposed to happen. It got rescheduled for May, but obviously that's not going to happen. Um, So who knows if that's going to happen. But you know, that was something that I was really, really looking forward to. Some people were looking forward to weddings, graduations, big milestone birthday parties, baby showers, gender reveals. And the virus has honestly robbed us of the ability to look forward to anything other than this virus to pass. Um, So for me, I've had to try to create things to look forward to. So for example, like on Friday, I was like, oh, I'm going to schedule a FaceTime call with one of my friends. So that was something I was looking forward to all week. Um, I will plan to take a bubble bath or give myself a facial on Saturday. So that's something that I'm looking forward to. Or I'll even just make Sunday my guilt-free binging day where I'm allowed, where I'm allowing myself not to have to take a shower. I can just sit on the couch and watch whatever I want all day. And I'm not holding myself accountable to being productive or doing anything that day. So find little things in your day to look forward to. Um because, you know, this virus has taken that away from us in some capacity, but you can find little small things to um, look forward to in your week. How is your heart, sis? By now, you guys know that I love to do a how is your heart check-in, basically checking in to see how you're doing, how you're feeling. And uh, just it's a moment for me to be transparent and share with you guys how I'm feeling. So how is my heart? So my heart is actually extremely grateful today. Um, I have been going over the past few months in my head, like before all this stuff happened and before we were on lockdown. And I realized that God in his graciousness allowed me to see almost all of my friends and loved ones since I moved back um, to New Jersey within the first two months. So um, for those of you that don't know or that this is your first episode, I quit my job um, back in Indianapolis in January and I moved back to New Jersey at the beginning of this year in January, like I said, um, to be closer to my friends and family uh, over here. And within two to three months, uh, the first weekend I was here, two of my best friends came to surprise me. Um, that first weekend was just so sweet. Actually, one of my friends came, I think, uh, Elijah came like the first night I was home <laughs> to surprise me and, and bring dinner. Um, one of my friends uh, got married. And so I was in her wedding back in February. And I got to see a lot of friends from college and hang out with her and her husband. Um, I went to Boston to see my parents because that's where I'm originally from. I got to see my sister and my godkids. Um, and I, another friend who I haven't seen in years randomly got Hamilton tickets, um, in New York at the beginning of March and we went to go see it and it was like literally the week before the shutdown happened. So I got to see her. So, you know, there are a few people that I haven't gotten to see, um, but for the most part, I've been able to see most of my friends and that makes me really happy, um, because I just obviously being, 
this social distancing and not being able to see your friends and your family and your loved ones, especially if you leave, live alone, is, is challenging. Um, and I am a homebody, so I am liking some of the alone time, but I think it's because I'm I've gotten to see most of my loved ones um, up until this point. And I'm just grateful because I don't know where I would be, like what type of mental space I would be in if that wasn't the case. So my heart is feeling really grateful today that that was the case. Um, But now it's your turn. So amidst all this chaos that's happening, maybe what are a few things that you're thankful for and grateful for right now? Time to check in. five things this pandemic has inspired me to do differently. Number one, and first and foremost, is to pick up the phone more. Anyone that knows me knows that I don't really like to talk on the phone, certainly not spontaneously. Like Most of my phone calls and phone interactions are planned. Sue me, I'm a planner. Um, But really during this time of social distancing, I have been on the phone a lot more, and once this is all over, I want to continue to check in and talk to my friends and family on the phone a bit more um, because I just, I mean, it just, I've been reminded of how important that is. Like, yes, our day-to-days can get so crazy, so hectic. You know, I talk a lot for my day job. And so sometimes when I just get home, I just don't want to speak at all. But after all of this, and even now, I've just been inspired to start talking to people on the phone more, start checking in and not taking that for granted just because I can't be with somebody in the physical or be there. I mean, I love in-person conversation, in-person connection, um, but the connection is what's most important. So if the only way that I can do that is over the phone, um, then I just want to make sure that I'm checking in with my people more um, during this and also once this has all passed. Number two, once this is all over, I will never again, well, let me not say never, but I will be a lot more thoughtful about not pushing off invitations or pushing off seeing my friends or going out with them or hanging out with them. Um, One of my friends, Elijah, and I, uh, we were supposed to get together when I first moved back and he lives in New York and we were going to go to the city and um, he is West Indian. And so there was a lot of, I love soca, I love reggae. So we were supposed to check out a bunch of soca spots and he's um, Guyanese. So there was all these Guyanese restaurants he was supposed to take me to. And we were supposed to basically live our best lives. And I remember when I first got back in January, um, I mean, I did see him in January, but things were just so, so hectic. Um, so I was like, all right, well, let's, ho- let's you know, let's link in February. But then one of my friends was getting married and I was starting training for my new job. And like my February just went by so quickly. And then March, I was like, okay, I just want to rest in March and then we'll go outside in April. And that was our plan. And then the world shut down and now there's no going outside in April. And so obviously for me, it was like, all right, Brie, like you, we totally could have found a moment to get together in February or even in January when you were here, um, when you first got here. So I want to be more thoughtful about, um, seeing like not pushing off 
those um, last minute um, just opportunities to see your friends and to hang out. So I'm I'm looking forward to outside opening again so that I can see all of my friends and take them up on their offers to hang out. <laughs> so number three is kind of similar to number two, but slightly different. So I just want to say yes to more spontaneous invitations. Um, I am a natural planner. Uh, I don't like to do things unless I have plans to do them. Um, but I like I mentioned in my heart check when I was talking about my friend who spontaneously decided to show up um, because she had won Hamilton lottery tickets. It was a very last minute thing. I think she told me on Thursday and came Friday. (laughs) Um, No, actually, I think she might have told me Friday morning and came Friday evening, if I can remember correctly, to be honest. Um, And so it was a very, very last minute thing. But I'm so grateful that we had that time together, like I said. And sometimes I can be very, um, uh, very stubborn when it comes to my planning and not wanting to do things unless I plan to do them. Um, so once this is all over, I really want to just take advantage of saying yes to more um, last minute, more spontaneous invitations, even if I haven't had the time to plan them, you know. Life is short, obviously, and I think I will come out of this just being a lot more um, respectful. Is that the word I want to use? Thoughtful, maybe, is the word I want to use. Um, maybe the word I want to use is I'm just going when this when we're able to go outside. Like I'm going outside for every and anything, but I just you know I just want to be more flexible. That's the word I'm looking for. More flexible. Um, when it comes to going to things that I haven't planned to going, planned on going to. So I know like many of us, I'm looking forward to, I really, really hope that we do have a summer. Um, who knows at this point, but I hope that we do because I am so ready to say yes to all the brunches and all the trips and all of the coming and going to see people and letting people come and see me once this all has passed. And really, I think for me not having to like plan everything to a T. Like I just want to take more spontaneous trips places. Like there are so many places, even just around New Jersey where I live that I've wanted to go, like certain hikes that I wanted to go on or go down to the shore or go into the city, go into New York, et cetera. But I always feel the need to like plan all that stuff out. And so I really just want to take more opportunities to go on spontaneous trips like oh I want to go to something go to a restaurant in the city okay I'm gonna go or I want to go down to DC to catch a show fine I'm gonna go without like having to plan it four or five months in advance so that's that's something that I once this is all over with I think I'll come outside with a new appreciation and new flexibility for just being around people and being out even if I haven't planned it Number four, this pandemic has inspired me to start giving myself more grace and being much kinder and much more gentle with myself. Um, The first week of this quarantine, social distancing stuff, I was definitely all over the place. My emotions were up and down. I was anxious. I wasn't getting stuff done and I was beating myself up for it because like I said in my rant a couple weeks ago, I was just scrolling down Instagram feeling like I wasn't being productive and everyone was yelling at me, telling me I need to be productive. 
um, until eventually I had to tell myself, like, look, you know, you've never been through anything like this before. So you can't sit here and beat yourself up for not reacting to this the way you think you should be. There's no right or wrong here. Um, you know, I'm literally taking this day by day. I'm allowed to cry. I'm allowed to have a bunch of questions right now. I'm allowed to eat eight cookies if I want to. <laughs> um, and I just had to learn to give myself grace and to be kind and gentle um, during this process with myself. And that's absolutely something that I want to carry with me post all of this. I am not always patient with myself. I'm honestly not a patient person in general, um, but I'm not always patient with myself and I don't always uh, allow myself the space to feel. Sometimes I try to rush myself through them. And obviously this pandemic has forced us all to slow down, Um, but not only slow down, it's forced me to like slow down and process and feel my emotions and allow myself to go through feeling them. So if I'm feeling anxious, you know, I will get into my scripture, read my word. Um, but I also will acknowledge like, okay, we're feeling anxious right now. Why are we feeling anxious? It's okay. Let's, you know, like, why are we feeling anxious? What is the thing that's causing that? How can we release that and submit that, submit that to Christ? Um, you know, so just allowing myself to go through whatever emotional process I need to, to be okay, or even not to be okay. You know, just letting myself feel and be and do and just being kind with myself through it all without um, these expectations of, of how it should look, if that makes sense. And last but certainly not least, I will never, ever <clears throat> in my life again skip an eyebrow appointment. You hear me? Ever. <laughs> I am over here looking like Frida Kahlo in Squealium, the Squidward lookalike with the unibrow from SpongeBob. Like, <laughs> I look unkept because I am. <laughs> but seriously, I am going to stop putting off appointments and just. So I was supposed to book a facial, and here we are, facialists. Um, there were a lot of things I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that tomorrow, and you know. Tomorrow just kept turning into next month, and here we are. So tomorrow isn't promised, and that this has basically been a reminder for me not to put off tomorrow what you can do today. My mom used to say that all the time. So I think overall what I am saying and the way that I can sum up these five things is to seize the moment. Tomorrow is not guaranteed Outside being open is apparently clearly not guaranteed. And so I am looking forward to this new perspective and honestly, all of our new perspectives. Like, I can't wait to see what you guys are doing differently um, and what you've learned from this. And I know we don't know how far into this we are or how far, how much further we have to go. Um, But when this is over, when the world opens again, I'm looking forward to how much kinder we will be to ourselves, how much kinder we'll be to one another, um, how much how how much more grateful we'll be for small things like a hug or, you know, a family dinner or 
somebody inviting you to a brunch or a last minute opportunity to, to do lunch with a friend. I just am looking forward to how we all move in this world differently um, and not taking a lot of the small things for granted. I know I'm, I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to come out of this um, just with a newfound perspective. Asking all them questions, asking all them questions, making statements, assuming. <laughs> I just love that song. Um, but anyway, so I have gotten a few uh, messages with questions. So as questions come in, I want to start answering them for you guys on air. So thanks to those that have already sent me in some questions. If you want to send in a question, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Shine Bright Podcast or send me an email at shinebrightpodcast at gmail because you know your girl's official or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, send me some questions if you have them. I'm happy to answer them. Question number one. This person says, I loved your first episode about your abstinence journey and I really appreciate your transparency in your story. Oh, thanks, girl. <laughs> he says, I love that your cousin was so bold about her practicing abstinence and that it ultimately inspired you to wait until marriage to have sex. I am a mother of an 11-year-old girl and it is my desire for her to wait until marriage to have sex, but I'm not sure how to make how to have that conversation with her or to tell her about abstinence. Any advice for how I can make her wait until marriage? Hey, girl. Thanks so much for your question. And I really love the heart behind your letter and your desire for your daughter to wait. I think that's beautiful. Um, but a few things. Number one, you can't make your daughter wait. And what I mean is you can't make that decision for her. So I think there's a really delicate balance between presenting information to your children and telling your children what they can and cannot do. And now I don't have kids of my own, so this is all just theory. Um, but for me, growing up, my dad always had two rules. Be where you're supposed to be. Be doing what you're supposed to be doing. And he would always say it like, oh, I only have two rules. But really, those two rules covered everything. When I skipped class in high school, he was like, you broke a rule. You weren't where you're supposed to be. You won't. You weren't where you were supposed to be. When I broke something that I was playing with that I wasn't supposed to be playing with, he was like, you broke a rule. You wasn't doing what you're supposed to be doing. So honestly, his two rules encompass everything. And later in life, what I realized that my dad did was instead of giving me and my brother a list of 10 to 20 rules about all the things we could or couldn't do, his two rules allowed me to build this internal consciousness of my own within myself to always police or monitor my own behavior. So I would ask myself before doing something like, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And not even, it wasn't always like a conscious thought, but I felt myself like always, um, I guess, monitoring my behavior, if that makes sense. Um, and it wasn't like, oh, dad said I couldn't skip class. It was like, hmm, is this what I'm supposed to be doing right now? And so honestly, one day when I have kids, I will use those same two rules because I honestly think that was genius. Um, but basically what I'm saying is you don't want to tell your daughter what she can and cannot do, especially when it comes to sex, because the truth is you won't always be there to police her, right? You won't always be there to monitor her when she grows up and she goes to college if that's what she chooses to do, or you know she just finds herself in situations where the opportunity might present itself. You want her to make the decision for herself so that it's not like, oh, well, when mom's not around, I can just do it. You want to present the information for her to make that decision on her own. So what I think you can do is present her the facts. Um, tell her why people wait. 
You can tell her what scripture says. Um, you can tell her why you would like for her to wait. Um, if you did wait, share with her why you waited. If you didn't wait, have that honest conversation with her about the fact that you didn't wait. And if you wish you would have, why you wish you would have, um, you can tell her about the things that you would like to protect her from if she did decide to have sex, like pregnancies or diseases. Um, I think all of that stuff is important. And I think kids always need to know the why behind things. I see a lot of people, especially in the church, uh, those of us that grew up in the church, you know, they always tell you not to have sex, not to have sex, but no one really says the why. So make sure when you're talking to your daughter, tell her the why, um, but also don't make sex a scary or bad thing because if she does wait until marriage, she will one day have sex with her husband and you don't want her to have to deal with feeling shame during that act because all her life she grew up thinking that was a bad thing. So I hope that answers your question. Also, lastly, be praying for her. Like temptation is real. So cover your baby now. And ultimately, you know, just pray that um, God would guide her and that God would bring people in her life that would um, encourage her to honor him with her body. So I hope that answers your question. Question number two. Someone says, last week you you said you started online dating. Congrats. Thanks, girl. <laughs> um, what has that process been like so far? Uh, thanks so much for this question. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a whole episode on online dating because I got so many questions about it um, from Christians that are like, wait a minute, should you be online dating or what's the process like? How are you guarding your heart, etc.? So stay tuned for that episode for sure. But to quickly answer, um, it's honestly been a little bit draining. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, with online dating, you really have to prepare yourself because it can so easily become this thing that like becomes a problem. Um, like each option the app presents you, it's like, is this person my husband? Maybe. No. Yes. Maybe. Uh, and you just like, it can be very mentally draining and you really have to guard your heart and check your expectations at the door for real. Um, I've been talking to a few people here and there. Um, but I've had to remind myself that this may be a successful experience, quote unquote, successful experience, or it might not be, but that is all going to depend on how I define successful. So I've just had, I've just been trying to be very mindful about that. I have had some people just slide in the DMs with some very funny comments. Um, people who have been like super dry or people who've tried too hard. So yeah, some funny pictures. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's been an interesting interesting experience and it can be a little draining, but I'm trying to like submit it to God and just be like, "All right, you know. <laughs> all right, bro, like we'll see what comes out of this." So, yeah, but like I said, stay tuned because there will be an episode coming up where um a friend and I talk more in depth about our experiences, advice, etc. Y'all know I got to sprinkle some scripture. Psalm 90:12 says, "Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom." As hard as 2020 has been, honestly, so far with first with Kobe Bryant passing, um him and his daughter Gigi and all those other people in the helicopter and now Corona, I think I'm walking away, well, 
well, I'm saying walking away as this is past tense, but I am walking with a sobering reminder about the brevity of life and how tomorrow isn't promised. And now that can be a very depressing thought, or it can be one that encourages you to show up every day the way that Christ calls us to as Christians um, by loving him and loving our neighbors well. So yeah, just, I know, I know it's a lot, but I think there are sweet reminders in all of this chaos we're going through right now. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Love you guys lots. Uh, I would love to hear what you've been inspired to do differently after all of this Corona stuff. Um, so send me a note on Instagram at Shine Bright Podcast or follow my personal Instagram at Brianna Castell. Please don't forget to rate this podcast so more people can be able to find this podcast. Um, and if you really enjoyed this episode, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Shine bright on purpose this week. See you guys next week.